Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. I'm Jack Martin. I serve as the virtual CMO for InsureMark, and I want to welcome you to this podcast today. Uh, we've got Mark Lampson, who's the president of Aslan Training. Um, Mark will introduce himself in a second. But Breakthrough Advisor podcast is where elite advisors come to, to learn more about what they can do to take their business to the next level. In, in 2023, and InsureMark, we call that leveling up. And so we, we have a commitment across our entire enterprise to help advisors like you level up your practice in 2023. So uh, having said that, uh, Mark, I want to welcome you to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. How's it going today? It's going well, Jack, and thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So Mark, uh, tell the folks a little bit about your background. Uh, well, my background is electrical engineering. Does that relate to sales? But I don't know. But you know, we don't know what we want to be when we grow up. Found myself in a technical sales career, led a sales organization, Hired a company called Aslan Training way back in 2003 to train our team of sellers with an approach at the time and still called other-centered selling. How do we put priority on other people? Uh, have had the privilege to be here since 2006, serve as our president recently. Um, Aslan's uh, one of a few firms that sits on the Selling Power Top 20 sales training companies. We work help all types of organizations and individuals improve their ability to connect, serve, and influence uh, the people that are important relationships, whether it's sales or, or service. And I'm happy to be here to, to share some of the things we're finding that might be helpful to advisors looking to grow their business. Awesome. So um, the, the trigger for, for reaching out to you, you know, and, and hoping that you can help our advisors is, is this drumbeat of news that we're hearing about how the organic growth rate for investment advisors really has plummeted. Since 2019, net aftermarket adjustments, the, the average uh, RIA investment advisor wealth manager's firm has grown, has grown from 9%. Now, last year, the rate was 3%. And most people would say, you know, that rate needs to double or triple. And so there are a lot of moving parts when you start to talk about growth rate, right? You, you've got uh, leads, you've got, you know, converting those leads into prospects, you've got converting those prospects into meetings, you've got converting those meetings into clients. And so you've got this, the, this stream, this process that you've got, really got to master. And so today, what I really want to focus on with you is, is how, how advisors today can do a better job of converting those leads and prospects into meetings and those meetings into clients. So what are you seeing out there that advisors are doing or, or should be doing differently today in that regard, Mark? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a, a good point, Jack, is what should they do differently or what should we change? Because uh, you have lots of advisors, I'm sure, listening that have been having, have, a, have had a great business for some time. Uh, the reality is things are changing. Uh, in no particular order, there's several bodies of research that talk about customers and their their decision-making habits and their desire or openness to work with sellers or advisors or anybody who's going to influence them. Uh, there's just so much more information available to go 
you know, there's so much knowledge on the internet to plan my retirement and what should I be investing in? And I read all this. And so the problem we're seeing is customers are becoming less receptive or less emotionally open to working with a new advisor or talking about doing something different or moving money. We try to do it all on our own. We get to the very end when we need somebody. Uh, And the research also says Forbes has been saying every year since 2019 more, and I know this isn't advisor specific, but more sellers are missing quota than ever. So if our goal was to grow our business and hit a certain number and you're not doing that, you're not alone. And, and, And what we believe that the correlation is because customers are less receptive or emotionally closed than ever. And um, that's hard. It is. It is. You know, I think it's crystal clear that uh, people don't come to us to buy products. They come to us to solve problems. And um, they, they're, they're smarter uh, because of the Internet and all the tools they have access to. Uh, they're more skeptical. And boy, the radar just pops up as soon as they feel the least mm-hmm. little bit like you're trying mm-hmm. to sell them. So uh, we, we have this thing it, it, from, from our marketing team we talk about, which is permission for value. Uh, a, cl- a customer will give you permission to be in their inbox, to call them, so long as you're providing them something for value. So are you seeing something similar? And, and how does that impact how, how we approach uh, acquiring new clients? Well, I think you're spot on. Uh, the truth is that when someone is emotionally closed, if they're in this state of, I'm not really interested in talking to you or taking a call or responding to an email with a big sales pitch, if I'm emotionally closed, a person's emotionally closed, the more we try to persuade them with logical arguments or sell, the more closed they become. Uh if someone's not really sure what the idea of what receptivity or emotionally closed is, uh, everyone here either has a teenager or was a teenager at one point or another. And uh, well, when I go into my 15 year old's room to give him life advice and I say, Luke, I'd like to talk to you about something. That's what emotionally closed looks like is they're not interested in what I have to say. And the more I give the reasons of my 52 years of life experience, and why I think this is better, the more closed they become. And in sales, it's the same thing. If we try to sell and we talk about our products, our services, and the return rates and the benefits of a guaranteed return and all these things, more closed, even if it's true and it's logical, people are, are just emotionally closed. Therefore, what we're doing is we help people make a shift from selling to creating what we call receptivity, to creating a fertile, if there's a so- seed in the soil in your garden, or as a farmer, we, we plant our seeds, but if we plant it in unfertile soil, nothing happens. So your seed is your solution. It's your value proposition. It's your track record that you want to share with a customer. But if you're not creating fertile soil, which is the customer's willingness to listen, your message or your seed doesn't matter. And that's really the focus that we see successful advisors today making is they're more focused on the customer and the soil and the problem they're solving versus my solution and selling. So um, that that's a great jumping off point. So what, is, what does that mean? How As an advisor, let's say I, I, I get a uh, uh, someone who comes to my website or referral from a CPA I work with in town. Um, so so how do I how do I take that approach uh, that you just described and and uh, apply that into a situation? What, what does that mean? To you? I would boil it down to three things. 
One is, uh, I mean, you can remember these and whether you're listening to this driving or working out or somewhere between, there's three Ps that I would, I would take away to, to make fertile soil. Uh, there's priority, there's perspective and pressure. Priority, perspective, and pressure. And what are those? Well, these are things that we've seen research over time tell us lowers someone's guard. Other people have termed it kind of the zone of resistance. We talk about it, it just makes people more receptive and open and willing. Not not necessarily to to buy everything you're selling, but be open and have a, a good conversation. Jack, the reason you know we we have a hard time going from a download of the six ways to be better for retirement to go to an actual meeting is because they download that. We probably overinterpret their level of interest. And then we hit them hard with a series of messages about how, what I do and my experience and our track record. And, and the bottom line is, you know, they're not looking for someone to sell them. They'll look for someone to understand their problem, understand the argument they just had with their spouse about the uncertainty and fear of the future and the overwhelmedness of information. And they're looking for someone who understands that and is helping me make a decision versus telling versus convincing me why I should work with them. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the big thing. If I were to break those down a little further, it starts with priority, right? We all have a, we have a compass, if you've ever used a compass, compass points to north. Why? There's this magnetic pole on the north end of the earth. I don't really know how that exactly works, but I do know it works. We have a compass. It points to ourselves. We're humans. We have a survival instinct. And so when we naturally enter a situation, whether it's writing an email, making a phone call with a customer, with a prospect, with just another person, we think about ourselves and what's on our agenda and what we want to accomplish. And motive is transparent. And so when my motive is to sell you something or to do anything, when my motive to my teenage son is about to get him to cut the lawn or whatever it might be, that's revealed. Uh, and But my motive is to help my customer make heads or tails of the wealth of now, of information and options for their future and decide what's best for them, which may be working with me and doing something and taking advantage of something I offer as advisor, or it may not be. And when I accept that to be my role, I decide to, I decide to care, Jack, honestly, I don't know how to teach that, but we say people make, when you decide to be other centered, that means that I'm first going to care about that person as an individual, I'm going to treat them like my mother, father, brother, sister, you name it. I'm going to treat them like that. And when I care, I start to learn what's unique about that person, and I'm able to do things that demonstrate their uniqueness, whatever their life situation is, how they like to communicate, uh, what the, the, the different things they're thinking. Everybody's situation is different. And so the first of those Ps is deciding that I'm going to care. Uh, if I had to pick a book, Dale Carnegie wrote a book in 1937. It is still a bestseller after... 80 some years. Uh, and it's uh, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm not really sure if that's a great title or certainly not very PC in 2023, but it's very effective at helping people, helping us as sellers understand how to empathize and put ourselves in the person's shoes. And I might recommend you pick up a copy.
to help you get connected to making other people their priority. So that's that's one of the P's, if that makes sense. It absolutely does make sense. So what are what are the three P's? Priority is first. That's one. Perspective is number two. And pressure is number three. Those three words are the keys to unlocking someone's openness or willingness to talk to you and be open and honest and connect. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say in perspective. So maybe we talk about perspective. You know, um, it's really about starting with them. And Jack, I've heard you use the term problem-focused versus solution-focused. And so whether it's writing an email or whether we're we're making a phone call, Here's a principle. People uh, people are not open to a different perspective until you understand and validate their perspective first. We call it the power principle. Find that to be true. You can decide if you think that's true or not. But you know, we're very good about giving our perspective. We're very good about talking about the market and the benefits of fixed indexed annuities or asset-based long-term care or all the other things that I know from working with InsureMark, you offer to your advisors as tremendous tools. The problem is when we lead with those, someone doesn't, someone's saying to themselves, yeah, but you don't get me. You see, this is the real problem in selling today. You mentioned this earlier, you alluded to this. As advisors who are trying to grow and find new clients, nobody wants to talk to us unless they think we can help them. But <laughs> how in the world can we help them unless they talk to us? Ah, and this is the catch-22, which is why we're all paid the big bucks. And in all fairness, the successful people do this well. And they start by articulating the person's perspective first, even though we've never talked to them. All we know is they a name and an email and whatever one or two questions they answered about their assets or whatever when they downloaded the white paper. And so when we, when we jump to what we do, we're giving our perspective, but when we when we start with what's on their whiteboard or their problems, or we're just saying what they're thinking along the lines of, I see a lot of people in their 50s trying to figure out when is the balance of retiring, when the spreadsheet's going to work out, and how to guard against you know the market changes in the next five to 10 years so they can, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not an advisor, so I would say something more intelligent than that. But all we're doing is we're starting with them first. We're just starting with, this is what a lot of people I talk to are thinking. And when someone says to themselves, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. As soon as I articulate your problem, then 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 they think I have the answer. Like I, They think I, you've been here before. You've seen this before. Yes, that's exactly what I'm struggling with. And the better you can craft that, the more likely people are going to meet with you. And we continue that. Jack, the first thing we get is not our perspective, but we we try to learn their perspective. That's what discovery is all about. And the reason I see ineffective discovery today is because we ask questions that set up what we're going to sell them versus asking questions with a very different agenda was just to validate their perspective. In other words, when I go into my son's room to figure out, you know, what he wants to do for college or not or future. And I don't like his, I don't like his thoughts initially. And I want to positively influence someone that I love. It's not about me 
selling and selling and the reasons and what I did and all those things. It's about just having a conversation say, what are you thinking and why? See, because I've cared, and it's easy with your son, but it's with a customer, you still put your hat on and say, I care about you. And you probably have a pretty valid perspective. And everyone's perspective is their reality. So when I do discovery, I'm just asking for the purpose of understanding and being able to feed it back to them after five minutes or 10 minutes to say, so Jack, what you're saying is you've saved this much. You're glad about that. You're concerned about X. This is your situation. You're unsure of this. Yet a friend do this. Therefore, this is what you're thinking. This is what you want to do. This is what you're not sure of. And this is where you're scared out of your mind. It, is that is that where you're coming from? And I'll ask, you know, what is your perspective on these things? And it takes all the burden off. I'm just, I don't have to remember or worry about what they're saying. I'm just going back and says, this is your perspective. Is that right? And when you give someone their perspective back, they feel heard, they feel validated. And it's the first step to what we call an invitation to influence. It'll happen when you do that well. We call that take the trip. You go from Instead of talking about your perspective, which may be polar opposite of their perspective, it's not about who's right or wrong. It's just a different perspectives. And so when I take the trip, that's what discovery that how to how to get someone's perspective is take the trip, go down and see their perspective first, validate it. And they and many times they'll say, Yeah, Jack, but that's my perspective. Appreciate you listening and, and you got it, but you've been doing this for a while. What is your perspective? It, it completely changes the conversation. Make them the priority, care and, and focus on them, and then be able to lead with and be able to validate, learn more and validate their perspective as the first two Ps. So you, you covered a lot of territory there, and uh, we may have to have you back to, to dive into this whole discovery question, because I know as a, as a, as a financial uh, advisor myself, uh, if, if I can get all the pieces of the puzzle out on the table, I can mm. put the puzzle together, okay? But the challenge is to get all of that uh, emotional, psychological, and the last little bit is the financial um, information out of the client. Um, and, and what, what, what I've learned, uh, over the years is that why questions are extremely powerful. And, uh, about a month ago, uh, I was introduced to a concept called seven whys to finding your truth or mm. seven whys to problem solving. Mm -hmm. And if you can ask a why question about a situation, follow that up with the next, why is that important? Why is that important? How does that, why does that matter? Um, if you get through seven of those, you're going to get to the nub of the problem. And, you know, what, what, what I've found is that so much of what uh, is wrapped up in my clients' values about money goes back to their childhood mm -hmm. and, and what their parents had to say and what those experiences were. And so it, it's from that framework, you know, once you understand that, it makes life a lot simpler uh, to, 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 to work with those clients. So uh, that that's excellent. So what are what are some practical, a couple of practical things they can do now as we're kind of wrapping up here um, that that they should be focused on, um, you know, it, 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 with respect to the next referral they get or the next lead they get, the next conversation they're in. Well, you know, maybe maybe they're at the point of starting to do discovery 
you know, you, you decide where in this journey that we're taking the, this prospect to become a client, where, where can, what's the biggest lever? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's really all about trying to focus on, on what, I guess it's first deciding, do you agree? Do, do, as an advisor listening, do you agree that the more we sell, the more we give a logical reason? These are logical reasons to work with you and to make these investments. It's, these are math problems. This isn't, we're not buying and selling and deciding the value of artwork. These are math problems that we're solving. They're, they're generally solved by a spreadsheet with years and years of historical data. It's just that it doesn't work for people at first, right? This is the problem when we get over the, the hump of receptivity. And so I think first you have to decide is, is, is customer receptivity part of the issue preventing you from getting meetings, getting people to be open and telling you the truth and ultimately working with you? And if so, the, the focus is trying to talk about, are you, are you looking at what they're hearing or are you focused on what you're saying? Because your value proposition doesn't matter if the customer is unreceptive. And hear me, if they say, Jack, I've been, I've heard a lot about you. I'd like to know what your opinion is. I'd like to talk, then just talk to them. But, but the growth comes from those that are skeptical, that have read lots of bad things about advisors or whatever products and, and, and their mom or dad taught them differently. My mom, my mom, and I'll just say this, Jack, the difference of getting that person receptive is not or not is maybe their mom's way of doing business that they taught them 40 years ago, like my mom, was to get a bank book, a savings book, and my savings book, which I still have in my drawer because my mom was a saver, G913 with uh, uh, the Century Federal Savings and Loan in Gibbstown, New Jersey. There it is. It's confidential information. I think the account's been closed for a while. <laughs> Put money in the bank. Why? Because interest rate was 12% on a CD. Interest rates, they're up now, but but they're not 12% on a CD. So, so what the person is doing, Jack, is they want someone to hear and validate that their mom gave them good advice 50 years ago. And your mom was a, is or was a great woman. And those things were all true and good. And in 2023, things are different. And a, a slightly different version of putting things in your passbook savings account is used doing X. And this is what they want validated and heard to be understood. It's starting with them first, embracing my role as helping them navigate the options and make a decision that's best for them, which may be what I offer. It may not be what I offer. And if you can tell someone, I don't know if I offer what you really should do based upon what we're saying, you might not work with that customer, but everybody else they talk to at the clubhouse or whatever is going to say, my God, you have to call this person because it didn't make sense for me because I had this special situation, but for everyone else it is. And just, and just, it's a long-term play. It's not even that long-term, it's short-term, but it's the right thing. I'm not sure if that helps, but no. that's what the focus is. The customer's perspective and your role to help them make a decision versus sell them something. No, that's at spot on. And uh, I, I hope our listeners will grab hold of that uh, and, and, and try it the next time around, uh, because that, that is such a powerful approach. That's a great takeaway. So um, before we close, 
what are what are Mark? What are a couple things that uh, you do outside of the office that might surprise our listener? Might surprise the listener. That's a uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know if it's surprising or not, but what I know is uh, I have salt water in my veins. I grew was born and raised in the Jersey Shore. I make my home in Rhode Island now. So uh, as soon as I can get off of this podcast, I want to go uh, go around, jump in a boat and put a line in the water to go fishing. Uh, grab a beer, do something on the ocean, uh, and spend my free time doing those things. Uh, what would they be surprised at? I really don't know what they would be surprised at. Um, do I live a boring life? Uh, no, no, not at know. all. Not at all. I mean, it's just, it, I, I guess the clue is the painting over your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that I should have taken that and followed that thread, but there you go. Yeah. My life, my life's up there. My, my two boys got my wife up top with our dolphin, uh, somewhere in the Caribbean when the dolphin jumps around with you and just, uh, the beauty and the, and majesty of the ocean. Uh, my passion is to take my, my boys and their friends in a boat that, uh, we have that goes offshore and uh, away from land where guess what? There's no internet. There's no cell phones. There's no nothing. It's God's country. Uh, and so you are forced as a 15 year old to just take it all in and be unplugged and disconnected from social media. And when you look around at the world, it's a pretty darn cool place to be in. Absolutely. I agree with you 110%. Well, Mark Lampson, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you very much. I think our listeners are really going to benefit from all the wisdom uh, that you shared with us uh, today. Folks, this has been the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. This is Jack Martin, your, your host. And I want to thank you for listening today. Um, if you want to get a hold of Mark Lampson, uh, aslan.com, Mark, is that where they Aslan Training, Aslan Training. Aslantraining.com is where you can find uh, Mark. Uh, if you've got questions about how to get involved with him, if you'd like to hear how other folks are using the program, please reach out to one of our advisor development consultants at InsureMark. Uh, because that's the sales process that that Insuremark has been using for over a dozen years now. And uh, if you if you've talked to anyone at Insuremark, you know this sh should all sound a little familiar. So I uh, want to thank you all for joining us today. This is uh, the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast signing off. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.